0: You're listening to the Astrophotography Podcast. Welcome back to the Astrophotography Podcast. I'm Steve from Ontario Telescope, and I'm going solo today. I've got no one joining me on this one, but, you know, it's been such a long time, and I wanted to talk to everybody once again because um, it's been a very busy summer. Uh, as most of you have probably experienced, it's been very difficult to get astronomy equipment lately. A lot of the vendors are uh, short. They're out of stock. There's this huge, huge demand, which is good for the hobby because more people are getting into it. And I think that's quite exciting. But you know, let's talk about some some other things. There's a lot of things going on. We have some fantastic targets happening right now, or up in the sky right now, that are are uh, uh, the sig- signals of the fall season for astronomy. Let's talk about those really quickly. Uh, you know, some of the the big ones that are going to be out there that a lot of people are going to be going after soon. We have the Andromeda Galaxy M31. We also have the Helix, which is low for where I am. But if you have the opportunity to catch it, now's the time. Excellent Hydrogen Alpha and O3 target. And, you know, we can get into some nice clusters. M15, M92. And uh, the big one, which is coming up, the which is the Orion Nebula. And then you have the the ones that go along with it. The Running Man, the Horsehead, the Flame all excellent targets, whether you're a broadband imager or a narrowband imager, this is the time to start planning out that imaging session to get those targets. And maybe you've done them before. Uh, Now it's a good time to see if you can hone your skills a little bit, uh, change your processing techniques a bit, maybe you have new equipment, and then compare year over year. But one thing I wanted to, to ask everybody that's listening is there's been Big change in imaging, at least what I've noticed and from what I've been talking to people about and seeing online in different forums. Sequence Generator Pro from Main Sequence Software has changed their licensing model, and a lot of people don't seem very happy about this. They bought it once, they spent their $100 US, and uh, they've been enjoying updates uh, over and over again. And they've been coming out per- pretty regularly, which is nice because it shows that the guys behind Sequence Generator Pro, that they, they really, truly care about the product they, they're they putting out, which I think is very important. But they've moved to the subscription-based model. So you pay 150 bucks for it, and then it's $60 a year afterwards. And I had a really hard time with this at first, and I had to think about it. Is it, you know, are they going after the money? And I thought, you know, it really takes a lot of work to put that software together. Look at what you have. It is virtually a full automation suite of software. Not only do you get image capture, filter wheel control, autofocus, but you have some really cool features. uh, Well, rotator control, so the framing and mosaic wizard, which is a fantastic tool to use. But you also have some cool things that I haven't seen in software in the same price range that that are as easy to use, which is like the safety monitor, the environmental data uh, dome control right so for the price what you're paying you get a lot even if you're not using those features it's there anyways so you might be upgrading to it so you know the way I see it is if you're gonna be paying that kind of money for software you're gonna you're gonna want that kind of support and I think that this is probably the best way for the guys at main sequence software to get the uh the software out there and make sure it's maintained because they do such a great job. I think that they should be paid for their efforts. So I, I personally don't have an issue with it. I think they're doing a great, great job. But I'm in, uh, interested to know what you're doing. It, are you going to stop using SGP and switch to something else like APT or Nina or Voyager, or are you going to see if you can step up your game and go to something like the SkyX, uh, Maxim DL? What is it you're using? I want to. I really want to know. I, I'm curious. I, I've been using Maysequence software. I've been playing with Nina. Nina doesn't have all the features I want. I, I'd like to get the safety mo- monitor that's in SGP into Nina. So, if somebody's a programmer and they want to do that, I think it's a fantastic thing to consider programming and to offer to the Nina team. I'm sure that they'd be welcome to it since it is an open source platform. And you know try to really enhance the, uh, uh, the software that way. But I'm, yeah, excited. I'm interested to know what you're you're going to be imaging with um, this fall season. You know, especially as it starts to get colder, not a lot of us are going to want to stand next to our gear. We're going to want it set up, make sure it's polar aligned, have our sequence ready to go, hit run sequence, and go inside a retreat where it's warm, and then just monitor from, from remote. That's what I do, um, and I know a lot of other people do similar, and that's where the software like sequence generator pro and, Nina really come in, uh, into play to offer that full automation of, uh, of imaging. Uh, what else is going on? You know, it's been so long, uh, since we've talked and, uh, uh, I've been planning out new, uh, new episodes, but between then and, and the last episode, I wanted to make sure I had something out there just to stay engaged with everyone who does subscribe. And I do appreciate you listening. Uh, You know, we've had a lot of uh, weather-related events happen. Uh, The summer for us has been fantastic, really warm, uh, has a lot of imaging uh, time in, and now I'm spending my time trying to process everything. Uh, With the fires that are happening in California all along the west coast of the US and all the smoke that's being developed, we're really seeing the effects of it, even all the way up here in Canada, uh, more towards the west coast, Uh, I'm in the Toronto area, and we're being affected by that smoke. Remember about a week and a half ago the whole sky was white and uh, you can you can smell it uh, in the air as well uh, it's gotten better but it's still there if you look at the moon while it's while it's shining uh, it's, um, right now it you can see like a bit of a brown haze around it and that's all that smoke so we really need to uh, hopefully see those fires go away and the smoke really start to dissipate Last weekend, we had this massive cold front come in and it got cold. We had frost on the ground in the morning, but it was a new moon weekend and it was clear and uh, uh, still took advantage of it, but it was cold. But that, I guess that's just how imaging goes. So hopefully, you know, that, that pans out. But there's been a lot, of, a lot of apps that are out there now that are starting to also give you smoke predictions. Uh, the Atmos app and... Uh, sorry, not Atmos atmospheric and also the um, uh, clear sky clock have smoke predictions in them and I have always used the clear sky clock and you know it works rather well atmospheric does a does a really good job as well I still haven't gotten used to how it displays the information but it's an excellent tool to determine uh, when it's good is it going to be worth your time to set up to image or uh, do you stay in and, you know, just pull a pair of binoculars and see what you can see through the smoke that way if it's just maybe a thin layer on top? So I'm curious to know what you're also using f- uh, for your weather predictions. Are you using an app? Is there a website you're using? You know, send me a message on the Facebook page and, and let me know. Let's get a discussion going. Um, things to look forward to. We have uh, some shows lined up for uh, uh, upcoming episodes. A buddy of mine, his name is Tom, he is a uh, pilot with, um, uh, with a major airline here in Canada. And he shows me weather maps and how to predict weather. And I think this is actually going to be a really, really good topic to talk about because there's some weather phenomenon that even apps such as Clear Sky Clock or Atmospheric don't show you. Uh, And I blame him for ruining a night of imaging for me where he had uh, told me, Steve, it's not even worth setting up. It's going to be foggy where you're going. And I'm looking at the information like, no, man, it's clear. It's not a problem at all. And he was right. We were set up. Everything was great. And then the fog rolled in for about five hours. Uh, We were able to get uh, a few hours of imaging after that. Uh, Luckily, it was late in the season. uh, So from about 2.30 to 6am it was still dark enough that we were able to image something but it was information that wasn't on the weather app and he had explained to me so you know stuff like that we're going to talk about Um, you know some more equipment related stuff coming up and uh, just you know a bit of a preview of what's going to be happening uh, in in the astronomy world in terms of equipment uh, coming into 2021 hopefully everyone that's listening to this right now is safe and they're uh, doing well and uh you know i I hope the skies are clear where you are thank you once again for, for listening and tuning in i do really appreciate it and i will talk to all of you very soon Clear skies.